Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show, Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm your host, Doris Hansen. We're grateful that you're watching. And we want you to know that we have named this show, What Love Is This? Because we have to ask the question, what kind of love would ever demand that a woman share her husband in order to please God? We know that God does love us, and His love is that uh, we know that His love is not demonstrated by polygamy either, nor is there a single place in all of the Bible where we find that God has commanded any woman to live plural marriage. It is man who has commanded it, not God. And we want you to know also, if you or anyone that you know is in a polygamy group and would like to escape safely, a shield and refuge ministry can help you. And the link to get a hold of them is on the screen. The website is uh, www.shieldandrefuge.org, or you can call the toll-free number, uh, and everything that you talk about is kept strictly confidential. The number is 877-425-9993. And if you want to make comments or suggestions or ask any questions about the show, you can email email at whatloveisthis.tv or you can call 385-240-2888. And we would appreciate hearing from you. We'd like to hear your questions or your comments about any of our shows. And now I would like to introduce our very special <laughs> returning guest host. And you just keep very on special. coming back, Earl. <laughs> it's like a bad penny or something. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, I'm happy to be no, here. And we're Thank happy you. to have you, too, Thank of course. You. And we're going to complete a three-part series. I know, this has uh, been this, really this interesting. This is the second part tonight. Yeah. And then um, on on the Canadian Supreme Court yeah. case that took place in November of 2011, they handed down a decision after a year-long investigation to determine if Canada could legally ban polygamy. The ruling was that their ban against polygamy is warranted and is constitutional. In fact, the judge ruled that the harms against women and children that is caused by polygamy outweigh any religious rights that polygamists seem to think they have. The professional studies that took place for this ruling, for this court case, are priceless, and they are great for gathering information on the real-life effects of polygamy in families and on individuals. So using those professional studies as a launching pad, we are completing a three-part series. Like I said, tonight's is the second part of the harms of polygamy on women, on children, on men, and on society. Last time we discussed the harms of polygamy on women, and this time we are focusing on the harms of polygamy or last time we did the harms of polygamy on children. children. This yeah. time we're doing on uh, the harms of polygamy on women. And next time we'll wind up the discussion with the harms of polygamy on men and on general society. So one of the studies on polygamy we want to repeat from last week said this. Yes, recent empirical research suggests that in virtually every respect, 
Polygamy is socially detrimental to society in general, to men, to women, and to children. And it was from that quote that, that I arranged these shows so that we could see each category where the harms of polygamy show up. Yeah. Polygamy groups notoriously have a lower age of marriage for females than in monogamous society. And men, of course, must look for wives among the younger females because there's always a scarcity of females of their, their own age or a at least to marry. Females are married and begin having children at a younger age, which gives them more years to continue having children. And the study shows that teen motherhood and this extended time of, of having babies can be damaging for the young women and also for their families. Also, when a female teen marries a much older man, it's highly unlikely that she'll ever have an equal partnership with him. And it's also unlikely, if not impossible, that she'll ever be able to complete her education. Polygamy uh, typically involves a hierarchy among the wives, which undermines the well-being of all the women. The senior wives worry that her husband's going to take a younger <laughs> wife and she will be replaced by this younger wife. And then the, when the younger wives come in, then they are placed under the power of the senior wives. Uh, research indicates that Domestic strife and violence are on a much higher level in polygamous families than in monogamous homes. But marriage and provision for the family should not be on a competitive level within that family. Yet it's almost always competitive because each plural wife works to preserve her own place with the shared husband. She also struggles for needed resources for her own children and that is harmful to families. Why do women accept sharing their husbands? They accept being a plural wife in Mormon fundamentalism because of religion, and we quote. Analysis of the religious doctrine behind Mormon polygamy shows that the practice is the cornerstone of the followers' unshakable faith. They are convinced it is their best assurance of an eternal life after death. The insistence on continuing polygamy, despite the laws forbidding it, contributes to the excessive control of religious leaders over the members of their community. For to preserve their values and polygamous way of life, they must live in isolation from the society around them. This authoritarian and repressive community model sets up conditions that are ripe for abuse, of which women and children are the victims. This is part of his analysis in mm -hmm. determining the case mm -hmm. here. And, and determining the case in yeah. Canada, absolutely. Studies show that patriarchy, and of course that means male domination, and priesthood authority are used to strengthen the dominance of the male religious leaders over their followers. Now this male dominance destroys any female equality, and there is abundance testimony and evidence that the polygamous system reinforces subordination of women, which serves to deny their fundamental rights as well as the rights of their children. We have a quote from a former polygamy group member that she posted on Facebook. When polygamy is under the direction of God himself, where it is all about love and respect, then it works. Right now it is currently against the laws of the land, so therefore I am against polygamy. But if there was a commandment from God that it was now in God's plan to practice polygamy, then it would be different. I really don't think people quite understand why once upon a time it was a good thing to practice polygamy. 
The problem is people have perverted the practice, making it all about sex and abuse. Most importantly, it is all about control. I'm not going to practice polygamy until Christ himself says it is time to do so again. Now, that's so sad. This is a woman who came out of a polygamy group, and, and this thinking illustrates yeah. the brainwashing yeah. that being raised in a polygamy group does to a woman's mind. Well, and Christ himself says it's time to do it again, yeah. as though he initiated it in the first place. Exactly, like he condones it, and yet he was very clear that monogamy yeah. was God's way. And, and again, we ask, how can God ever command polygamy when he's ruled against it already? How can polygamy ever be a good thing? to practice, as this woman said, what is very practice is a perversion of God's original design of monogamy for marriage. We can't do the wrong thing the right way. That's impossible. Abuse against women and children are rampant in Mormon polygamy groups. Let's take, for example, the abuse that Daniel Kingston forced upon his 16-year-old daughter. Now, he forced her to become the 15th wife of his own brother, which was her uncle, and he was 32 years old, which was twice her age. She tried to escape twice, but each time she was caught and returned back to her uncle's husband. Her second escape was to her mother, begging her for help and for protection. But her mother refused and turned her right back over to her father, Daniel Kingston. Well, he took her to a ranch in northern Utah, which has been used as a re-education camp for misbehaving wives and disobedient children. And there, at that remote ranch, he father took off his belt and savagely whipped her until she passed out. When she woke up, she limped several miles along the country road until she found a telephone and called the police for help. These are horrible stories of abuse like this in women in polygamy that isn't unusual. We have another quote. This is from the St. Louis Law Journal. One former polygamous wife recalls seeing her father smack her mother for expressing jealousy over his second wife. A former FLDS woman emphasized that many plural wives were born into the polygamous sect and do not know any other lifestyle. These women have never experienced the freedom to think for themselves or to freely question their leaders. The women stay sweet and quiet to sacrifice their feelings for the greater good. It's so sad. It sad. Women who are trapped in abusive polygamous marriages are usually unable to recognize the damage that it's doing to their children. And these mothers need to know how to stop enabling the men to continue to hurt their children. Sadly, many mothers don't have the know-how or the courage to protect their children from predatorial polygamous men. And so they essentially contribute to the perpetual brainwashing and abusive lifestyle of ch children in religious polygamy. We'd like to share some information from some articles uh, from medical literature on the effects of polygamy on the family. Now, considerable research concludes that the polygamous family structure has an impact on children's and wives' so psychological, their social, and the family functioning. And so we have this quote. From the International Journal of Social Psychiatry, Findings reveal differences between women in polygamous and monogamous marriages. A sample of 352 women participated in this study. 235 were in a monogamous marriage and 117 were in a polygamous marriage. 
Women in polygamous marriages shows, showed significantly higher psychological distress and a higher levels of psychosomatic illnesses, phobia, and other psychological problems. They also had significantly more problems in family functioning, marital relationships, and life satisfaction. Now, these are studies that shouldn't be taken lightly. Uh, the article calls on public policy and social services to increase public awareness of the lack of the well-being of women caught in polygamous family structures. In every area they sampled, polygamy is much worse for the woman than in monogamy. Another study compared plural wives with monogamous wives and concluded that the plural wives more frequently experienced experienced higher levels of loneliness and poor relationships with their husbands, and that, of course, would be a given. From the Canadian reference case, we find this information, and we quote again. Women in polygamous relationships are at an elevated risk of physical and psychological harm. They face higher rates of domestic violence and abuse, including sexual abuse, Competition for material and emotional access to a shared husband can lead to fractious co-wife relationships. These factors contribute to the higher rates of depressive disorders and other mental health issues that women in polygamous relationships face. They have more children, are more likely to die in childbirth, and live shorter lives than their monogamous counterparts. They tend to have less autonomy and report higher rates of marital dissatisfaction and lower levels of self-esteem. They also fare worse economically as resources may be inequitably divided or simply insufficient. And that is so very true in polygamous families. Most of us can barely imagine the pain a woman experiences as a plural wife who is forced to share her husband. Dr. Larry D. Beal, he's a, a PhD in clinical psychology at Brigham Young University, has done comprehensive studies on the impact of polygamy on women and children, and he made this observation. The obstacles in her path are unimaginable. The most challenging obstacle may be the mental and emotional conditioning which makes the negatives of the experience normalized by the doctrines and teachings. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Polygamy groups incubate and foster attitudes that women are only property and possessions. She's almost a robot who is ordered to do or not to do according to the whims of the patriarch or the group leader or her husband with no personal opinions or objections considered or even allowed. Dr. Bill also writes this. She is groomed for her relationship with the man who will be her husband. Her sole purpose is to please her husband by doing what gives him pleasure or satisfaction. She has no right to complain about abuse or injustice. She is an object. The author has been told that when a woman reaches the age of 40, her husband will replace her with two women who are 20. After a woman is married, she has no value other than to produce children and bring income to the family. What a hopeless life. Huh? Oh. Their, their lives are stolen from them. Yeah. For a religion that uses the Bible as their foundation to practice polygamy, it's amazing that they don't use that same Bible to learn how God wants them to treat their wives and children. So, of course, we will share some scriptures, what the Bible says they should be doing. From First Peter and also Colossians. Husband, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect. 
Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. And so there are instructions how a man is supposed to treat his wives and children, and it doesn't work out in the polygamous situation. Women are 50% of the human asset of our world. In any given nation or community, the female population is generally equal. But in polygamy communities, there are more females, but only because they force out the younger males. There are more females than males, yet the females are the ones who are oppressed and forced to bow to the whims of the patriarchy. Women in polygamy, by their sheer numbers, could apply pressure to the men. They could rise up and fight for their rights to make their own choices and to have their own personal husbands. But few women in these groups are allowed proper proper education to to learn skills that would help them serve their own family if they ever chose to leave the group. As it is now in polygamy groups, any skills that any woman has or learns is primarily for the benefit, the ultimate benefit of the group itself, not for her own benefit or for her family. It's mind-boggling, actually, when you think of it, that over 50% of human assets in polygamous society are held in some form of slavery. The tragedy of all this is that the women have been beaten down and brainwashed to believe that the men have the right to control their rights, and that's wrong. Dr. Larry Beal has more to say about sexual abuse in polygamy groups. Sexual grooming is often experienced by some children and is highly likely in certain polygamy groups. In fact, this is what he said. Hmm. Sexual experiences are normalized to the point that marriage at age 14 or 15 seems reasonable and normal. A point is reached where the next step in personal and spiritual development is marriage by being part of a special circle of polygamous marriages. Their marriage may include a daughter married to her mother's husband, particularly in stepfather arrangements, as has been witnessed by the author. And he's done a lot of work with polygamous families, yeah. people who have escaped and, and people who needed counseling as a result of being in polygamy. Now, we would think that mothers would love their daughters and would want to protect them from all these horrors. But we can't forget that the women who, who become the mothers in polygamy have been brainwashed themselves, and they live under daily mind control in an isolated community of people. They believe and teach that their lifestyle is from a divine revelation and to reject it is equal to rejecting God and eternal life. And that is where their power resides. Dr. Bill also said this. Over time, unless the mother is vigilant, she ceases being a guardian and protector, which is innate with most mothers. Because of the child's desire to please her mother and the mother's waning protection, the child of a plural wife endures abuse during the sexual grooming process that occurs to prepare young women for their special relationships with older men within the group. Now, some of this may wow. just be so foreign for people to think or even believe goes on, but it does. In fact, more weird things than we ever talk about on this show goes on. Mm. We just don't bring up some of the ugliest stuff. Dr. Beale has noted that any woman who comes out of polygamy suffers with some counsel, which what some counselors identify as the battered woman syndrome. Now, some of these characteristics we are going to yeah. discuss here, and they include, but this isn't comprehensive. This isn't. There is not limited to just these. 
Here's a few. She blames herself and makes excuses for the abuser. She's learned to, al to always hope that he'll stop the abuse even though he doesn't stop. She minimizes what he has done to her or may even block it out. And she believes that her behavior controls his abuse. Now, this is what women think when the man abuses her and she needs to be there. She, she also, she is often economically dependent on her abuser. She can be isolated away from her friends or family, or he wants to isolate her. She has also systematically suffered emotional abuse, power and control tactics. She is often sexually abused by him. And a few more. She has guilt complex or is ambivalent. She's angry, embarrassed, and ashamed. She's learned to feel helpless and powerless, and she shows up with injuries or bruises. Yeah, that's the battered woman syndrome. It can happen in and out of polygamy groups, sure. but it happens more frequently, as we're finding out, in, in the polygamy structure. There are, and of course, these are only a few indications of a woman who is abused or battered by a male power figure, and sadly, but all too often, she'll go back for more. She doesn't want to leave him, or she feels totally powerless to get away by herself, and she carries a boatload of guilt for even wanting or daring to leave. Mm. Children can watch this abuse or be abused themselves, and so they grow up also being conditioned to become abused adults or adults who abuse or both. Women who are part of polygamy groups have had their very lives stolen from them. They have few or no personal freedoms and no future hope of a change for the better except death and elusive false promises of rewards in heaven. <laughs> These rewards are phony promises from men. They aren't from God. As one article noted, women in polygamous marriages should have more power because there is more of them. But that isn't what happens at all. We quote, Brothers and fathers, realizing how valuable their female relations are, tend to control them more. And as would one expect, polygamous Households foster jealousy and conflict among co conflict among co-wives. Ethnographic surveys of 69 polygamous cultures reveals no case where co-wife relations could be described as harmonious. Heinrich writes with what must be a good dose of understatement. No case, not one case of where the co-wife uh, relationship was, was good. Was not harmonious. one single case. And that, of course, I, I've seen that myself. The trouble with all this information and the evidence that we're bringing about the harms against women in polygamy is that the men don't really care. And the women generally feel totally powerless to help themselves. Otherwise, they would begin to stand up for their rights. They would tell the truth of treatment in polygamy for what it really is. They would fight legitimate ways. They would find legitimate ways to fight and, and force the men to treat women equally and respectfully. And they would check their Bibles and discover that God never commanded women to share their husbands in the first place. These studies have accomplished nothing if people don't care enough for the women and children who are trapped in these male-powered-dominated polygamy groups to find ways to do more to help and protect them. It's obvious that the men in polygamy will not stop polygamy. Others are going to have to do that for them or in spite of them, whichever the case may be. Yeah. And so that, that, that kind of brings up the, uh, there was a lot that we could have talked about in this, you know, we could have gone on and on and on, but I tried to bring out the most pertinent things that 
This yeah. seemed to identify more with our polygamy culture here. And I'm wondering, this Dr. Beale at BYU, this must be kind of a conflict of thinking in his part because the Mormon church had practiced polygamy up through 1890 mm -hmm. and responsible for a lot of what's going on now. I, These groups yeah, I've have broke wondered away. that too, but, but I mean, he's, he's done a lot. He's certainly learning that polygamy was not... Uh, he does a lot of counseling with families he? that come out of polygamy groups, mm. and he has seen firsthand, he's seen some of the detrimental effects that polygamy has done to women and children, and the next one is going to be what, how harmful polygamy is to men. So he's seen all that. Knowing what we experience here, what does this mean when you think about it as a polygamist in, in that setting, what will happen in heaven? Do you, do you, did you sense that, well, we'll be per, more perfect people, so we'll accept each other? There won't be the jealousies? Well, that's part of it. Um, and that, they do say that, but um, there's two things I'd like to say on that. One is, early Mormon polygamy, they say, oh, it was wonderful, they did it because, and, and people like to do it, or they, they didn't complain like you're complaining, they complain. Well, they did complain. They hated oh, it. Sure. Polygamy in Joseph Smith's day was just as horrible as polygamy is today. Yeah. But what they teach, though, the, 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 the negatives that goes on in the polygamy groups and the families now is we're getting ready for heaven. And if you don't learn to do it right here, uh -huh. you won't be ready for it when you get there. But that doesn't matter. You still have to live it there. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> and it seems like unless we make dramatic changes in our personalities, it could be very challenging. <laughs> well, I don't believe in the Mormon religion and the Mormon belief that, that they believe there's going to be that dramatic of a change. That that's why we're here. Oh. We we are isn't that what they when you was a Mormon that well, we're we, here to learn our probation so that when we get there we we're, did believe that we were going to practice polygamy but in heaven I, mean, I, I would have many wives I just never went through it here on earth so I don't know about so you're going to have to go through the probation when you get. Yeah, I have to practice and practice, I guess. I don't know. It's very strange. It is. And then, of course, you didn't live polygamy here, so you're going to, I don't know how they pick your wives for you over there. And from that, from, I guess we from, just always thought that there'd be more uh, righteous women in the celestial kingdom than there would be men. I, I think Brigham Young taught that, that there will be more women more in women. heaven than men, and, and so your wives will be given to you there. But I don't know how they know that. Yeah, well, God hasn't revealed to us how many more men or women is going to be there. And, of course, Jesus confirmed that there is no marriage in heaven anyway. So yeah, that's all moot. Um, but we do appreciate uh, being able to tell and give these stuff. And, and quote from these professional studies that were done in Canada. Next time we'll talk about the um, harms that polygamy is on men. Uh, thank you, Earl, you and we'll My do pleasure. it next time. You know, we do have viewers from various backgrounds and religions, some pro-polygamists, some anti-polygamists who watch our show. But to those who believe that polygamy is okay with God, we'd like to remind you of 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 2, and that this verse must be included in any honest conversation of polygamy in the Bible. Polygamists and Mormons need to know that God has never been and never will be an accomplice to polygamy. 1 Corinthians 7.2 says, Let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Now, singular verbiage is used in that verse. God also gave instructions that one man should marry one wife, and he should cling to her, and the two become one. Plural marriage is not God-ordained marriage, and it never has been. See you next time on Polygamy. What love is this?
This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again. Thank you.